0: Welcome to West Side Podcast. Each week we'll take a relevant topic under the microscope to see what the Bible has to say about it. You will gain tools and information you need to support your faith walk and build Christ-centered families in Kansas City and beyond. I'm your host Troy Kennedy. Well hey everybody, welcome back. It's been a minute or two since we did this together Mm -hmm. and I am so excited to be here with my friend Randy and uh, because I don't Get a lot of FaceTime with you these know, days, you know, man. you're a man about town, yeah, yeah, writing books and doing podcasts and speaking places and everything. And so, yeah, uh, it's so it's really a privilege, a lot of fun to get to do this, with
1: yeah. You. And uh, yeah, we are busy doing really great things and uh, really excited about it. But I felt very, very convicted mm-hmm. that we needed to get back into the studio here and uh, provide this podcast uh, for Westsiders and for those who will, will the, our Westsiders who will share this with other right. people feel very deeply about what we're going to talk about today.
0: Yeah, so in, so just to give you a little bit of a framework in the state of Kansas now, uh, there's mm-hmm. this a, a vote coming up here on August second that is going to be dealing with. Um, the issue of abortion here in Kansas. And there's been a little bit of legal back and forth in Mm -hmm. recent uh, few years, just kind of, that really is pertinent to this issue. Not only that, but also the national issue of Roe versus Wade that is apparently in question in the Supreme Court. And so there's a lot to it. Sometimes this stuff gets kind of complex. And uh, neither one of us are legal geniuses, but... (laughs) No, no.
1: But we feel like we're a trusted voice with you uh, that, uh, you know, my buddy Troy here does some of the best research preparation, uh, full of integrity. We're not crazy people. We try to provide a balanced point of view. And we know that you're super busy as well. So we thought trusted voices coming to you to maybe give you uh, access to this information uh, so that you're informed and can act uh, in an appropriate way. Yeah.
0: So we have talked about just the issue in general of abortion in a podcast episode we did a couple of years ago now, I guess, called the sanctity of life. And so if you really want to get into the the biblical theological groundwork for Mm -hmm. why, uh, and we'll touch on this just a little bit here in this session, but... Um, what does the scripture have to say about it why is this a problem what are various angles on it and we have a full hour long episode where we talked about that pretty thoroughly I would encourage you to go back and And listen to that and and I want to I
1: really want to encourage people to listen to it because I think one of the things that the church has done over the last uh, 70-80 years is maybe fallen asleep at the wheel a little bit and not really given uh, the people in our churches a a really vibrant exciting biblically based view of the value of life Mm -hmm. from God's perspective and so I think we have a lot of believers that just can't really articulate you know while the social pressure is to kind of get on the bandwagon Mm -hmm. with this thing why would Christians want to live a distinctly different lifestyle we want it to be biblically based and so Mm -hmm. uh, and you're going to want to pass this on to your kids and your grandkids because that's the only way strong faith based Christianity survives is that we Mm -hmm. pass it on to the next generation and they don't just have knowledge but they have a passion for God's view of life like you and I do I mean I I'm not I, I'm going to be sitting here. If you don't watch this, most of you will listen to it. But, I mean, I'm going to be climbing out of my seat on this issue. This yeah. is the one of the things that gets me riled up. And But uh, we, we're going to try to just keep her cool and really give you right. the information.
0: Yeah, and so we're, one of the urgencies that we have about this is because there is an upcoming vote in Kansas. Uh, at the time we're shooting this, it's right the beginning of June, and this vote is coming up on August 2nd. So we're planning to... Um, not only point people to the previous episode we did on the sanctity of life but also give this as a resource to get a little bit greater understanding of what does this law actually mean how does it affect us in kansas and in the context of what's going on in the united states and so we'll do our best to give you a little bit of a framework and then tell you what the law does what it says and perhaps why you should have some urgency to go out and vote.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, I go to the voting polls all the time and I'm so busy like you are, and I just feel so uninformed. But I have found trusted friends who do all the research, like a Troy, <laughs> I've got a neighbor here in Kansas uh, City in my neighborhood who does all the work for me, knows my value system, and and uh, I take his cheat sheet <laughs> into right. the voting booth because I wanna vote, right. but I wanna be informed and I oftentimes fall short, I get busy, and I don't wanna make that as an excuse. We live in a country that gives us the ability to speak up and to vote, and uh, and while I don't think uh, 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 this is all going to lay at the hands of laws, the laws of the Old Testament didn't keep people from being bad, and the laws in America are not going to do the same thing. Ultimately, it comes down to the life change, the heart, and we'll certainly reinforce that during the podcast, but we know you're busy people. And we want to try to streamline getting you access to what's really going on here, highlight the importance of this. And I just really wanna call all Westsiders, I wanna call all Westsiders to vote on August the 2nd. It's gonna be a sleep at the wheel vote thing. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, something could happen in the state that would be devastating if we weren't fully aware of it. Right. So I'm calling you all uh, to act and I want you to be informed. And that's what Troy and I are gonna to try to do today.
0: Yeah. So when we look at this, uh, Planned Parenthood is a website where I went to just to talk about what actually is abortion. Most of you know what that is, but but I just want to give you their definition. it. It says this, it's the deliberate termination of a human pregnancy, most often during the first 28 weeks of pregnancy, but not restricted to that. A mother can feel the child moving by 20 weeks. So from Planned Parenthood, in the first trimester in clinic, a doctor or nurse uses medical instruments and gentle suction to remove the pregnancy from the uterus. So this is what we're talking about. It's, it's, a, it's a zygote, it's a fetus, it's, a, it's an infant that is in the womb of a mother that is removed and aborted and effectively killed by a doctor in that setting. And so Randy, just to state the obvious, why is this a problem?
1: Well, the you know from a uh, just a biblical point of view, we're talking about the taking of a life, mm-hmm. and um, I know that what we've tried to do with modern science is to try to identify when does the life begin, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just uh, I just think that we're going to wake up one day and realize that we messed around with something we shouldn't have messed right. around with, and uh, what happens when we go like oh my gosh we, na- we now have viable evidence, unequivocal evidence, eighty percent sure that life begins. That conception. Okay, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. That we've got 63 million uh, voiceless uh, human beings who were slaughtered, uh, and uh, the people who the, the mothers who did it were really believed that they're in a country that was not going to lead them astray. Mm-hmm. I mean, who? I mean, who pays the price? For that, I just don't want to be found on, I don't know what your thoughts on this. This is a big problem because we're talking about human life, which, uh, which God values and we should too.
0: And what we unpacked quite a bit in that last episode on the sanctity of your life is this idea that the definition of what is personhood. Where does personhood begin? Because not no one's debating it like is this a human? Well, it's it's not a baby elephant, right? But mm-hmm. it's it's a human. But at what point does it become a person? Is it at conception? Is, is it at twelve weeks? At twenty weeks? When it can feel pain? When there's a heartbeat? You know, some states will argue that it's a person when it exits the womb, mm-hmm. and some places argue it's a person with rights. Right? If you are a person, then you you are guaranteed rights under our constitution at conception, and so since no one has a really definitive solid answer as to why that is then the question is then why are we so seemingly vague and or capricious about it yeah Um, And why, if we don't have clarity, why would we not err on the side of protecting a life that has no ability to protect itself? It's on
1: its way to becoming a full human being. And I love the, I mean, just the, where the heart is expressed is when you see a couple that even may be, you know, super pro-choice and uh, they find out that they're pregnant and they just, they they get together and they share pictures on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do it too early because they don't know because it's in the early, those miscarriages are really a lot more popular, but they, they share their excitement and they're Like treating it as though it's a baby, right, right. and uh, you know the heart of man knows that this thing, uh, this this thing in the womb, is on its way to becoming a human being. Uh, and, in my point of view, it is a human being even before conception God envisioned this and I just think we got to go back to taking this high view of a transcendent God who has given us a way to live and we don't want to wake up one day playing God because I think that's going to get us into big trouble. So
0: we're not depending on the government to tell us when it's a person, we're not depending on a mother to tell us when this is a person. Yeah. We're depending on something transcendent and eternal and somebody who has a better perspective than we do.
1: I just think that's the safe way to live. Now, with that said, I mean, uh, I, I really do believe the whole issue of how women have been treated mm-hmm. uh, uh, through the different generations and through the different people groups and all that is another issue all in its own that... Uh, that we need to we need to chat about, you know, women couldn't even vote in this country up until the 60s, right? Oh, right. And and uh, the way women have been treated throughout history, which is so beautiful about Jesus, because he was so liberal with the way in which he encountered women mm-hmm. throughout the scriptures. I want to be known as that kind of a man. I want to be a part of a faith that Jesus founded where we we t- can have a conversation about uh, the issues of women and the way they've been taken advantage of and suffrage and all of that as a separate issue, but here today we're talking about the, right. uh, the, a human life that happens to exist in the womb mm-hmm. uh, of a woman.
0: So. And this is, this is the thing that's controversial for, for a lot of people, right? Is this a political issue?
1: Yes, and I think this is one of the reasons why uh, the churches have been muffled uh, is because even at Westside, people don't want us to be political, and I don't want to be political either. Right. And so if you notice, we, uh, we a matter of fact, I gave a message uh, uh, right at the at the attention of the George Floyd thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people were really leaving churches because they were being right. political, and some of that was a little bit of a shadow mission because they struggle with racism. Right. and uh, but others say hey let's just teach Jesus mm-hmm. but Jesus uh, and the scriptures has a view of life a, a worldview that we need to teach and give to uh, to people uh, but as a whole West side doesn't want to be political you know we we're not nationalist you know uh, so we're not believing that you know the American government is the same as my religion right. you know the ideology of <laughs> capitalism or that that's we rise right. above all of that and we try really hard here at West side to give you the scriptures and and all that but I think this issue is actually threefold Mm-hmm. I think it's first and first, first and foremost moral. Mm-hmm. I think it's just if you have any construct of right or wrong, uh, this is a right or wrong moral issue regardless of your religious affiliation. I had uh, uh, developed uh, some friendships with some uh, uh, local imams here in Kansas City, and they said, hey, listen, let's talk about what we have in common. And, you know, uh, I, I believe they're completely wrong about their concept of how to have a relationship with God. And they believe I'm completely wrong, right. uh, but we have uh, similar views on the sanctity of marriage, the sanctity of life. So, uh, or people who are atheists, you know, that uh, I don't know why they would have a moral code, uh, you know, because right. if if you don't believe there's a transcendent God, where does morality come from? But just a sense of right or wrong, whether you're a Christian, Jewish, Muslim. Hindu, whoever, Mm -hmm. it's an issue of right and wrong. So it's a moral issue. For us as believers, it's a religious issue Mm -hmm. because the scriptures that we give our lives to, you know, we live and die by it, we say here, it it gives us very clear view of life and the sanctity of life and the importance of life. And not just the life of the womb and not even just the life of humans, but even a sense of just life in general of creation. Uh, A a Christian uh, should have a very high view of animal life, you know, and sometimes we don't even chat about that a lot, right? So I think it's a religious view, but I also think it's political, because political people use this Mm -hmm. uh, as a means by which to garner support for their point of view. So because I am uh, unashamedly pro-life, I'm Mm pro-women, and I'm pro-life. uh, therefore it's con- assumed that I have a pat- particular political right. uh, party and that's where it right. becomes political. And I think a lot of politicians have uh, taken up the banner of pro-life to get my vote right. and I don't think they're super committed to it. So in that way I, th- mm-hmm. I feel like there there's a little bit of a political game there. But where we're coming from is that this is a moral religious issue and uh, and within our governmental structure, if we want to call that politics, mm-hmm. uh, we have an opportunity to uh, to provide protection uh, for the life of the innocent. Uh, and I think from that point of view, we should be involved right. in it.
0: And to say it out loud, I think it's an enormous mistake to conflate your faith with a, a political party. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really desperately try to avoid that at Westside because when you, when, as soon as you do that, you've reduced your faith to a political platform, and then in an issue as sensitive as this, mm-hmm. it overly complicates it and muddies the water when really, look, we report to a transcendent kingdom of the living God. We have a better king than a president of this country. I mean, not, not that's not a critique or, or an encouragement. It's just to say that we follow after Jesus, and the kingdom of God transcends the United States and... Republicans or Democrats or anybody else. And so we're reporting to a different power yep. and we're reporting to a different set of uh, standards yep. than are legislated by a Our government.
1: citizenship is in heaven, the scripture says, which yeah. means that, uh, what it means that our citizenship is in heaven, it means that while we're visiting here on earth, mm-hmm. uh, we will uh, be mindful of the this the uh, the local rules, right. but our ultimate guides comes from heaven uh, where the standards are way higher for us. Right. And so our, our seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, now, my personal belief is that sub- subjugated to my allegiance to Jesus first, I happen to think America's a pretty doggone good place right. that has some really good foundations. It's made a lot of mistakes, uh, but I'm so grateful to be here. I'm a patriot, uh, but not a patriot first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I am a follower of Jesus first and foremost, and that's what I that we call all Westsiders. Mm-hmm. Jesus is first. King Jesus. That's the deal. Yeah. And then to the extent that we live in a in a place, uh, we should make that place better by our presence. And we live in a place that mm. at least at this moment in time gives us the right to speak our voice. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's getting challenged. We get to speak our voice. And even if we get canceled by some, we still in America have the right to vote, which is what's happening on August the 2nd.
0: So with that, that's a great segue. So then just to say, in as concise a way as you can, why are we encouraging Christians to vote on August second?
1: Yeah, we're encouraging Christians to vote one because you've been given the right in America. There's other places. Uh, well, in the first century, I mean, Christians were an right. outcast they had no and voice. they had no yeah. voice whatsoever. Yeah. And they and so when you read the scriptures, you're talking about a community of believers mm-hmm. considered a cult uh, that were trying to get along without uh, with, with uh, while they're being brutalized. You know, so Christianity can exist apart from a country like mm-hmm. ours, but we happen to live in a country, one, because it was founded on Judeo-Christian principles, that gives us liberty, and it gives us the right to speak into it, and uh, therefore, because we do have that right, just like Paul did, he took advantage Mm -hmm. of his Roman citizenship uh, for the sake of the gospel, and so we should take advantage of living in a country that gives us a right to vote for the sake of the gospel. And uh, so August the 2nd, this is an issue I think God cares deeply about, and uh, we should bring our faith to the ballot box
0: that's great man so this value them both amendment is I know I always get cross-eyed when I read legal documents Mm -hmm. you know they speak a completely different language what we've what we tried to do is just give you a concise little um, summary of what this amendment does and why it's even up for a vote so back in April 2019 the Kansas Supreme Court ruled in this case, holds Nauser, and Schmidt, that the 1859 Kansas Constitution contained nearly unlimited right to abortion. So Kansas had already had a bunch of limitations on abortion. Uh, you had to, you know, you couldn't, as a minor, you couldn't get an abortion without parental consent. You, you had, clinics had to be it had to be done by a doctor, couldn't be funded by the state. There's all kinds of different um, parameters on Abortion in the state of Kansas. And what they went back is they looked at this, the Supreme Court of Kansas looked at this 1859 constitution and said, hey, according to this, actually... It's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional. We have nothing to say about it. Well, okay, so that's kind of a big deal, right? right? Now we're also in this current state in the country where potentially the U.S. Supreme Court is going to overturn Roe versus Wade. And what Roe versus Wade has done, and you guys can look at the history on that, is it guarantees federally a woman's right to an abortion in the first trimester, right? But and then some of the states they have augmented that and adjusted that, but basically federally a woman is guaranteed that right. Is that right. fair to say?
1: That's right. That's yeah. exactly right.
0: And so what happens in Kansas then is, if Roe v. Wade one gets overturned, all of the abortion uh, parameters go back to the states. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what you're going to have is some states will become um, ab- abortion states with little or very, uh, very little limits or no limits at all, and some states are planning to full-blown ban abortion all in every conceivable way. It's really going to be divisive. And what happens is, in Kansas, what what happened with this amendment is, Kansas becomes a destination for unlimited abortion. That's right. Uh, because of this kind of this odd little legal loophole that they found in the 1859 um, Kansas Constitution. So the implications is are breathtaking. It would mean that all the current parameters we have in Kansas on abortion um, for medical reasons, for parental reasons, all these other reasons would basically go away and it would be any and every reason. Uh, so that's that's kind of a big deal. And, yeah. and, and couple that with the Supreme Court decision, it could really be a sea change in the way Kansas handles this issue.
1: Yeah, so uh, I I had to read this paragraph and I told uh, you, know most of you are listening, but I got pizza stains on it because I've read it so many times <laughs> and I was eating pizza when I did it. I had to reread this thing over and over again right. and I'm just gonna assume that it's complicated for you to gather as well, but w- just let me restate it again because I think it's real important because I, I couldn't get this at first. So uh, Kansas, the state of Kansas, has a constitution, okay, just like the United States. We have a constitution, 1859, and uh, what happened is the Supreme Court of Kansas went back and read that constitution and basically said it is unconstitutional for us to speak about this matter, and therefore it it throws up all the limitations that we were experiencing up to that time. And uh, and so if Roe v. Wade goes away and all the power comes back to the states, Kansas... uh, uh, if if this bill doesn't pass, the value mm-hmm. than both bill doesn't pass. Uh, Kansas City has a great potential of being a come to state right. for unlimited uh, uh, abortion restrictions. Right. Unlimited. So the
0: value than both amendment then, if it is if it is voted for, right, it reverses this unlimited right to abortion in the state of Kansas. It, t- it takes that it takes that back, and it actually it gives the power to speak to these issues back to the voter through their voted in representation so that's a really big deal because otherwise it just stays in the courts it stays lawyers that are deciding these things not your constituency not the people of kansas Um, so it's a very very big deal Um, it safeguards the laws also that currently help women and babies take steps to rein in the industry so what kind of protections are at stake here um one and this to me is is a really big deal parental notification ends up protected so a pregnant teenager Um, they need, uh, they need, their parents need to be notified Mm -hmm. if they are seeking an abortion for any, any kind of reason. So value them both guarantees parents, not strangers guide their daughters. So it's not a doctor. It's not a counselor. It's not somebody else that is encouraging them without the consent of the parent to do this thing, which is right now it's in place. And it's a very, so
1: everybody West side, right? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think it's appropriate uh, for um, you, as a parent, to be consulted? Right. 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 <laughs> okay. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely.
0: It's a very big deal. And as much as things are running rampant in in the country, where children are having all these these kinds of consent and these issues regarding their gender, their sexuality, their identity, all these things, and some states, the educational systems are actively concealing conversations from parents yeah. we're saying this is the, above all things we want to have parents involved in the parenting and the guidance and the direction the, of, their, of their children
1: they're doing this uh, you know the the, the schooling uh, structures uh, you know they're doing this with all kinds of things related to gender stuff now as well right. and uh so many of you can just turn off the podcast right now you're like that's it i'm in i'm <laughs> in i want value them both in and but there's so much right. more so right yeah
0: so another thing is the clinics and uh for, for abortions they need licensing in other words they need to be safe uh, sanitary places they need to have licensed doctors who are performing the whatever procedure is actually happening and it can't just be left up to Anybody who just happens to put up a shingle somewhere,
1: and this is where value them both comes in. This is not just right. protecting the the uh, providing uh, regulation protection for the child is also built into this right. uh, protection for uh, the mother because uh, you know the abortion industry can go crazy and right. do all kinds of unsanitary type things and saying, well, I don't want them to do abortion at all. And that's the thing with this uh, right. particular amendment; it is it's, it's providing value for both and uh and that's one of them related to the value to the mother
0: so restrictions on abortions uh in the second and third trimester here this is an issue too abortions can and do happen late into pregnancies using some pretty awful brutal methods value them both can open the door for laws to go into effect in other words we can have the conversation and have influence on the laws as citizens of the state um to ban things like live dismemberment abortions um And we run the risk of Kansas allowing the use of tax dollars also to perform abortions on healthy babies up to the moment of birth. So all these things are the kind of restrictions that are in place that would be potentially completely let go if if this thing happens. we talked about informed consent. Uh, every woman has a right to know who is going to perform a surgery on her and the risks involved. So they have to let her know yeah. this is what could happen. These are the repercussions. Um, these are the potential long-term effects of this abortion and they're, by law, they have to inform the woman of those possibilities. Which, which
1: without restrictions, the business side right. of this, the profit-making side of this, is going to right. somehow fail to tell them of all the consequences. Of uh, like when I bought, well, like when I bought my Volkswagen. I wanted to buy a Volkswagen uh, Beetle so badly, <laughs> and uh, I bought it off of a you-tote it, you know, kind of tote it, not, you know, tote the note lot, and right. uh, and they've, you know, they didn't tell me the engine was already gone. And uh, why? Because they wanted to make the sale. Right. And I'm just saying, humanity, uh, we need these kind of guys. So there's another value to the woman, and that's why it's called Value Them Both.
0: Um, Value Them Both will ensure that the state of Kansas cannot force the taxpayer to pay for abortions with their tax dollars. So uh, the legislature passed a law in 2013 to protect your state dollars from paying for abortion. Value Them Both has no effect on federal funding, however. Right. So federal funding still can fund organizations like Planned Parenthood, but your state tax dollars... Uh, are not, can't be thrown
1: in. Yeah, I, I see this here in the notes is the Hyde Amendment basically mm-hmm. uh, protects uh, your federal Medicaid dollars from being, although it, it sounds like in this document that you put together that okay. there is uh, some movement of members of Congress and possibly President Biden to overturn that. Right. But at this moment in time, uh, our federal dollars are not used. Medicaid right. dollars are not used for that, uh, and this will also uh, guarantee that our state dollars, which is a big deal to me, because mm-hmm. uh, in some way I feel I become complicit. You know, when my right. when my tax dollars are used in a way that I don't feel comfortable.
0: So, value them both does not ban abortions. It's real, say that again. Yeah, it, it, to be clear, value them both does not ban abortions. What it does is it would uphold the current standards in the state of Kansas that we already have. Abortion is already legal in Kansas. So they can be with a certain amount of time. All the other parameters we've talked about before. So, it doesn't ban them. It protects... One the current laws, and it also makes sure that the voters still have a voice in this process. Yeah,
1: I think that's really really important.
0: Yeah. Um, so another another, and this comes up a lot, and I and this is this is the one that we really we desire to be sensitive about. Mm-hmm. Um, what about cases like rape, incest, or to save the life of the mother? So first of all, just to come out and say it, any and all acts of violence against a woman, especially rape, is a tragic and a horrifying situation for a woman to be in. Um, And value them both empowers women, especially those who have been victims, by giving them all the information regarding their pregnancy. Um, And this amendment does not change any current laws regarding abortion in Kansas, especially in cases regarding rape and incest and uh, any kind of difficult circumstance like that.
1: Yeah, so if there is a rape or incest, uh, then the uh, state of Kansas, with value them both, uh, would be able to do a, a. a uh, uh early term mm-hmm. abortion not late term right. but you know uh, all those guidelines but it uh, it really isn't discriminating against uh the rape and incest uh, right. uh victims right yeah. yeah
0: and it's absolutely in terms of when a woman's life is threatened when there's a fallopian pregnancy or whatever it is this doesn't affect any of that all those things are still so clearly it doesn't ban abortions it protects the current laws that we have it allows that the the people of the state of kansas to still have a uh, say in the laws where we're legislating these kinds of issues that are so important to so many of us, it, uh, protects of mother, it protects the rights of the mother, and protects the rights of the unborn. And, um, and, and the vote is coming up on August 2nd.
1: Yep, and I think uh, we can finish up with uh, what can we do, right? Yeah, uh, so yeah, one, you can go to
0: valuethemboth.com and you can uh, sign up for email updates and get more information there and they can unpack this stuff far better than we can. <laughs> All right. of the legalese right. that you see in this stuff and then spread the word. Tell your friends, tell tell your, uh, your, your people that go to church with you, tell the rest of your family members that this is a really important thing. And what we don't want to see is Kansas become this destination state for any kind of abortion including all the way up to birth. There are states in this country right now that are actually having discussion of post birth abortion um, and we just we don't want to see these kinds of things start to become normalized in our own state. I think
1: this is something you can spread the word to other members of your family uh, if, they, if, if, uh, if they see what the real issue is. Even people that are currently uh, pro-choice Um, you know, can see the value of having some restrictions, you know, on this. I know a lot of uh, people that are, that would not have an abortion themselves, but they are sympathetic Mm -hmm. or whatever, they have a point of view, but they certainly don't want uh, these restrictions removed and let lawyers, the courts decide this. They want this to be in the hands of the voters. So I think you can spread it to people that might even share a bit of a different view than you and we could all agree this is a really good thing to keep this uh, topic in the the hands of the people uh, for sure. Public
0: conversation and I mean just to say it too, you know it's very interesting when you look at the countries in Europe that have abortion laws, the vast majority of them including Norway and Finland and places like that, uh, Netherlands, they have 12 week abortion limits. In other words, you can't get an abortion past 12 weeks in the vast majority of European countries. Some of them go as far as 14, 18. The UK has a 24 week, but they don't do not have just unrestricted all the way to birth. Um, abortion laws, and so
1: and we can't imagine a day when we yeah. are more liberal than Europe right, in, right. in 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 the value of life, because America, our founding would just right. that's just unheard of.
0: And as much as I wouldn't want to see abortions really of any kind, yeah, but there are reasonable conversations to be had that they have clearly had in places like Norway, where we're saying, okay, we think this is a terrible tragic thing. It's not something anybody wants to advocate for but we need to have some reasonable limitations. And that's what value them both is really gonna do for the state of Kansas is give this a reasonable limitation on the kinds of abortions that are legal and lets the the, the people of the state continue to have a voice in the process. Yeah,
1: and I think, uh, you know, we also talked about uh, China and Korea that limited uh, families uh, by law to only having one child. And so abortions were super mm-hmm. rampant. They've now are turning those all over. It's almost becoming illegal because they ended up, up having a population problem. And, uh, and so, uh, right. you know, everyone talks about you know, the messing up the carbon footprint and all that. I mean, I, I, I get you're probably smart about some things like that, but uh, we got to have human beings. And mm-hmm. for, and particularly for us as a Christian community is the passing on our faith to the next generation oh, yeah. is going to be very, very important. Uh, but the idea of having children is a really, 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 really big deal. Yeah. And and I, I know that we want to uh, uh, finalize our time together with those of you who might be in this situation right now. But I also want to uh, uh, say that... Um, that at the end of the day uh, this ultimately will be won by the by the heart change of people right. uh, um, people that that uh, come to know Jesus and uh, look at all the issues uh, and get a high view of life are uh, ultimately we live in a country where at least at this moment in time I don't Envision it ever happening. We're not forced to have an abortion. We're just mm-hmm. given the right to an abortion, um, uh, so we're not forced to. Like in the Roman, the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. there were uh, many uh, instances where you you were uh, forced right. into that situation. Uh, we're not there yet, but uh, we have the ability to choose life right now. And right. I'm hoping through our discipleship efforts that uh, all of our people, including our young people and uh, that are coming up, will just have such a view of life that even though the government allows it, that you're going to choose life. You're going to choose uh, to see the beauty of life, and uh, and then just a the recognition that uh, I was just in Israel a, mm. a couple of weeks ago, and I was there on Holocaust Day, yeah. and so our tour guide took us to the Holocaust Museum over there. It's just oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it was just so heart wrenching to see, you know, what was done to these people, yeah. and uh, and uh, and and it was six million people, mm-hmm. uh, but abortion is up to sixty three million and growing, right. you know, the, uh, daily. And uh, that just doesn't, that somebody's got to say, okay, that I don't, I'm not sure that there were 63 million. Uh, babies, as a result of rape or incest right. or something like that, right? There's just right. a lot of protecting the mother's life. And, yeah, protecting yeah. the mother's life, and so we've got to really just call it what it is, right. and and realize all at the end of the day, it's going to uh, you know Jesus grabbing a hold of our heart and transforming us yeah. from the inside out has always been the way uh, Christianity has won the day. It's not through laws, although we should we should protect mm-hmm. them and be uh, judicious about that, but it's ultimately going to be in uh, us becoming more like Jesus.
0: Yeah. And if you're struggling with this right now, maybe you're a woman who's um, struggling with a pregnancy, wondering what to do, wondering where you can get support. If you're in Kansas City, you can go to adviceandaid.com, and there are resources there to help you um, make a godly, wise, Christ-honoring decision on how to deal with that that child and to get the kind of support that you need here, either to raise it or to um, Mm. give it up for adoption or for fostering in some way. We have... Mm. uh, I know so many couples right now who are adopting uh, infants in this, in this town, and it's really a beautiful thing to see. They have a heart for children, they have a heart for that kind of, mm. um, they feel like calling to that kind of a life, and so there are so many people that are out there that would love to come alongside you and potentially to adopt a child that maybe you're not prepared to raise on your own at this point in time. And so there's resources Mm. like that. There's focusonthefamily.com slash pro-life if you want more information there. And as always, you can come to Westside Family Church and be a part of a community that is pursuing Jesus. And we're all in this messy race mm-hmm. in community, loving Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and sharing Jesus, and wanting just to honor his heart in everything that we do. So we're going to thank you for your time. Mm. Thank you that you would prayerfully consider what you're going to do here coming up on August 2nd. And I know we're both going to be at the polls in August. Absolutely. And um, encouraging you to do the same. Um, so as always, we love you. God bless you and uh, go and follow Jesus in the real world. We hope the conversation has challenged you and perhaps sparked some new ideas. If you'd like some additional notes and helpful links, visit the episode page at westsidefamily.church slash podcast. And if you have questions, we'd love to hear them. Our last episode of the season, we'll devote an entire show to your questions. So you can also tell us what topics you'd like to hear and discuss in the future. Thank you for joining us today and God bless you.